This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are having a wonderful weekend. I've been having a great weekend as well. It is, what, Saturday night, so we're recording this show to put out for Sunday morning. So I'm working over the weekend for you folks because there is just so much information to cover there is so much out there i've been having conversations with maria albanese the great and wonderful very wise and intelligent well-researched broadcaster on the thomas Paine podcast on fridays we've been sharing intelligence all weekend she's investigating black propaganda i'm over here reading in depth about the history of the technocracy and the varying sort of uh, ideologies, methodologies behind the technocracy, which I will get into shortly. Uh, Today, I had a wonderful experience at a picnic with the uh, thrown by the midwifery service that we're using for my wife's birth. So as I told you, if we are going to talk the talk, we have to walk the walk. We have to make moves to live in the natural world. Uh, focused on natural life as much as possible. So we are doing that here in the Gold family. I will get into a little bit of that shortly because I had some very interesting conversations. There's two quick subjects I wanted to touch on before we get into that stuff. And then tonight we are going to focus on finishing up the Dr. Uh, Morgan video. Okay, you guys remember Dr. Charles Morgan III. And yesterday, we did not get back into that because I sidetracked myself with the super soldier program and the unclassified document showing that the United States Army and the Department of Defense have been actively seeking out measures to build a cyborg super soldier. And that was quite important. And let me just put up on the screen before I address uh, two issues here. Um, So yesterday we started to review, we just touched on the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center document on the Cyborg Soldier 2050 human-machine fusion and the implications for the future of the Department of Defense. And human-machine fusion is the merger of man and machine. That is singularity. That is transhumanism. And so we just touched on that. But don't worry, folks. That's in 
my notes, and that is probably what I'm going to review tomorrow. You never know, though. As you notice here at the Dust and Gold Standard, sometimes I decide to switch directions if I realize there is something more pressing I have to cover or if I think that I need to teach you about something first before we get into depth about the next subject. So that is on my radar. Also, what came out of the uh, BBC article that we reviewed in the last couple of days was this document uh, up on the screen now of China's military biotech frontier, CRISPR, military civil fusion, and the new revolution in military affairs. And that's a document talking in part about what China is working on for their super soldier program. So I'm in the process of reviewing that as well. And I might bring that into the discussion sometime in the next couple of days. And then we're going to work our way into Dr. James Giordano, who was one of the authors of this Cyborg Soldier 2050 document. And he has been on Maria Albanese's radar for many years he finally just came up in research i was doing so the two of us started cross-referencing our research and it's very important i get into this dr james giordano lecture uh, similar to dr charles morgan's lecture because what he talks about is then going to fit in to what we discuss in regards to joe biden's executive order that i owe you a full and comprehensive review on and uh, I would have done it sooner, but I didn't think it was as pressing as this. And I think you needed to understand the foundation of what our government is already doing before we jump into what it says it's going to do under the Biden executive order. Okay, let me address a couple quick things because I do like to answer questions from the audience because I always say I want questions from you guys. So, someone had sent me a Twitter video clip of Peter Thiel, and Thiel addressed basically three scenarios uh, for what the future government uh, of the of Eastern Europe was going to look like. And so, I did not pull that video clip because there is an entire interview that goes behind the selected 90 second clip that was played and so what i will do tomorrow i think before we review the cyborg soldier 2050 document is i will play you the three minute clip and explain to you what the is talking about and then uh go into some more depth on you know, basically everything that Thiel says is a lie because, as I've showed you, like Elon Musk, he's a fork-tongued devil. And so he'll go out in public and pretend to be against the idea of singularity or laugh at it while at the same time he's funding it. And he does this time and time again. Whether he's just a great investor who hedges his bets and bets on both sides, or he owns both sides to then manipulate the market, uh, or he uses it to get government contracts and such. It's all of the above, to be honest. But uh, essentially in that clip, Thiel says that there's basically three doctrines for how Eastern Europe is going to look like. But what he's lying about or leaving out is at the end of the day, there's a third one, which I call technocratic transhumanism, which is rule by 
sort of these soon-to-be transhuman artificial intelligence cyborg people uh, like himself, Elon Musk, Ray Kurzweil, and others. And so at the end of the day, Peter Thiel is out there developing the technocracy, the prison planet, in partnership with the government, with government funding, as well as with government grants, as well as with government contracts, partnered with almost every government agency, if not all of them. Uh, the last I saw openly, he has over $1.5 billion in government contracts, and he's building the prison planet. We showed you that. I'm not going to go into depth on that right now, because we showed you across... I don't know, three or four episodes on Peter Thiel, uh, all the programs he's involved with, the prison planet technology he's developing in partnership with the government. So he sits there and says there's these three types of government uh, that a bit basically what he says is that it's either going to be Islamic Sharia, it's going to be sort of a climate change run government, or it's going to be Chinese level uh, artificial intelligence prison planet tech. And at the end of the day, what he's building with the United States government is the Chinese uh, AI prison planet technology. All right. He's a transhumanist, admittedly. He says transhumanism is the same thing as Christianity. Whether you're a Christian or not doesn't matter. I don't, I don't really get into like religious uh, ideology here. But he's saying Christianity and transhumanism are the same thing because at the end of the day, he's going to offer you immortality under transhumanism and Christianity offers you eternal life in heaven with God. So you see where he's coming from. You see what he stands for. He openly says that singularity will either bring the greatest boom in investment opportunities or it'll be a boom that'll blow up the world. So you see what type of person he is. So I just wanted to address that because someone sent it to me and i don't like to leave questions unanswered uh the second thing is that it might have been a comment related to that on pain.tv where i posted uh my comment in regards to uh what feel is and so um the person had actually responded back that you know these guys have no here actually hold on let me clear this up for you i've got the tweet up on the screen it was Jack Posobiec who tweeted this. Someone sent it to me. And it said, Thiel, there are three tangible futures, Islamic Sharia law, Chinese totalitarian AI, or hyper-environmentalism. Okay. So what I said was instead of Chinese totalitarian AI, Peter Thiel offers German, because he's German, German-American totalitarian AI, coupled with transhumanist singularity, but not to worry because it's the same as Christianity, as Thiel puts it, because he's offering you immortality, a.k.a. eternal life as well. So that's how I responded uh, to this, and it was not three tangible futures. It was three tangible futures in Eastern Europe, but we'll get into that in depth when uh, we show the whole video of which I'm in the process of reviewing and we'll probably get to it maybe next week or the week after because there's so much other material to cover. So then on pain.tv, someone had responded that uh, it doesn't matter. These people do not have dominion over me. Um, you know, don't tread on me. Stand strong in the United States. Listen, I'm with you. I'm a don't tread on me guy. I don't want to be tread on. But here's the problem, as I wrote back to that person, in a very respectful manner. I'm not looking to argue with you guys. The purpose of this show, as I've said, is trying to understand where this all came from, okay? What it looks like 
in the moment currently and where they are headed with it in the future. What is their goal? And so if these elitists, if these social engineers, if these wardens of the prison planet, if these technocratic scientists and engineers, if these dirty bankers and investors, if these corrupted supposed representatives of we the people, if the CEOs of the companies, if the heads of the trade associations, if the presidents of the trade unions, if all of them are on board, including the generals of the military, including the chiefs of police of the police departments, including many of the elected sheriffs that run county sheriff departments, heads of the state police, if all of these people are lockstep on board with developing the prison planet technology, are gene editing and DNA splicing, are building a prison planet, and then those on the low level, the cops and stuff, are there to enforce it, and they are doing it whether wittingly or unwittingly, just because they get a paycheck, then we can sit here and say, well, they have no dominion over me. Okay, that sounds great. Don't tread on me is a great bumper sticker at this point. But in reality, they're going to tread on us. Their plan is to tread on us. If I'm sitting on my five, six, seven, eight acres out in West Virginia, and I'm self-sustaining as much as possible, I grow my own food, I barter with neighbors, if I'm doing that, okay, but the government decides that because they're enforcing the laws of the technocracy. If the government decides that they don't want me growing food, then what they'll first do is pass a law, as is happening around the country in certain states, that I can't grow food. Okay, now they make it a crime. Now, I can't, it doesn't matter if I don't agree with that law. I can ignore the law. I don't want to get myself into trouble, but there are probably many laws that I do ignore. Uh, many of them unwittingly, because there's so many laws. How do we even know what we're ignoring and what we're not ignoring at this point? So if they pass the law that says I can't grow food, then they decide they're going to use a governing body or a police force to come and enforce that, or an administrative state soldier, as we've talked about with Halsey English on this show, utilizing the IRS or utilizing uh, other departments to send administrators out to come and file suits against you. Then they try to take your land using civil asset forfeiture, saying that you're violating the law. And if not that, we already know that they use geoengineering to poison the soil, poison the air, poison the water, and things like that. They could just crop dust you and kill all of your plants. Well, if we know that that's coming, and I'm not saying that's what's coming, but if we find documents proving that that's coming, then there's ways that we can work around that, no? Maybe we start building greenhouses. Maybe we start to figure out how to do more indoor growing. But if you don't know that that's coming, or you don't want to know that that's coming, then there's no way you can prepare in your life to work around that. And that's what I'm getting at. Okay, it's great to have the don't tread on me flag, but at the end of the day, their job, okay, their sickness deep inside them is about treading on you. Every day the planners get up, 
and they work on plans inside of the think tanks to figure out ways to tread on you. And that's part of what we're breaking down here. Are there blueprints for treading? And then you can start to make educated decisions. You can start to put your own plan together of how you're going to evade them, how you're going to work around them, how you're going to avoid them as much as possible. But without understanding this stuff, without knowing what's coming, then you just end up dreaming and hoping and it's blind optimism that they're just going to fly over you and ignore you because you don't have a don't tread on me bumper sticker on your ford bronco like i said to this person if you want to own a gas car like i do an older car with no computer that's great but if they ban gas and shut down all the gas stations and you can't get gas anymore, guess what? They just tread on you. They forced you into a situation. And there's only so much gas you can store in cans in your garage or store underground in a hidden tank. There's only so much of that you can do. So the more we understand what's coming, the more we're able to prepare from a position of reality. We have to be realistic about this. Ladies and gentlemen, let me take a quick break. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are about to go into war, you know, full combat, military operation war, or war in a boardroom, for instance, or you're about to go to war with your bank over your mortgage that you're trying to get, or you're about to go to war with your boss over the raise that you deserve, any type of war that you're going into, if you're going down to buy a new car and a car, uh, car lot, and you have to deal with a sleazy salesman, don't you come armed with the information that don't you need? Don't you come there with the consumer reports? Don't you come there with the car faxes? Don't you come there prepared for war? Well, that's what we are doing here in part. Someone wrote me a really nice review and said this is like a master class in the technocracy. I appreciate that very much. Look, I'm learning a lot as I'm doing the show. I'm delving back into stuff I researched 5, 10 years ago. And having to update it sometimes on the fly with you guys. I mean, I look it over the night before. I spend three or four hours preparing. I put together the articles. And so I'm not just talking out of my butt. But I prepare to come on here for war, to educate you guys and prepare you for war. And that is what we're doing here. You cannot be talking about taking on your enemy or evading your enemy, you know, unless you understand the capabilities and the technology and tools of your enemy. And that is what is happening here. So I'm not talking down to anyone. Frankly, to be honest, um, to the gentleman on pain.tv slash gold, I would welcome you to come on. If there are people that think they have ideas, and I'm not looking to debate. I don't want this to be a debate show or a screaming match. 
I have uh, actually, I told you uh, briefly, a booker reached out to me who books, uh, you know, business types, entrepreneurs for podcasts. And they must have, I, I don't know, for some reason they reached out to me and they've got a couple guys in tech that have new products and they want to come on the show. And I thought long and hard about it. And I said, you know what? I will have them on the show because I think whatever they talk about will be a value to my audience. It may not be things I agree with. It may not be technologies that any of us even buy into, but what the heck? Let's bring, I can't, I can't ignore all of these people. I mean, if we want to expand our reach and our understanding of this technology, then let some of these people come on and speak, and then we can do an analysis show the day after and break down what was discussed. And so that's what I'm saying. You have to reach out and research this stuff that may be uncomfortable to you if you want to truly prepare for the war that these technocrats are bringing to your doorstep this is a war on humanity itself folks it's a war on humanity let me give you an example in my personal life uh of what what i talk about living one foot out of the matrix and so the last 10 15 years or longer, I've been skeptical of the government and of any of these sort of government partnered, quote unquote, private sector uh, industries. I've been very skeptical of the healthcare industry long before COVID. Folks, I will tell you this I'm 41 years old. Okay. I've been to a doctor's office, like a, an actual doctor's office, zero times zero times in the last um uh what what is that 23 years wow i feel old 23 years i've been to a doctor's office zero times i've been to a clinic like a walk-in pharmacy clinic where you just pay out of pocket 100 bucks or whatever uh, where I felt like at one point I had a tooth that had cracked and I felt like it was bit infected and I couldn't take it any longer. So I went to a clinic to hopefully get some antibiotics. And so I've been to a walk-in clinic three times, three times in uh, 23 years. A doctor's office, zero times. And I've gone to the hospital in... Uh, for myself in 23 years, one time, one time. And I wouldn't have gone uh, except I was kind of pushed into it. So that's the type of person I am. I avoid interactions with these industries that I do not trust and I do not want anything to do with. So when I had met my uh, wife, we had a long discussion, really, on probably the second date, all about if we were going to have a kid, uh, how we wanted to handle the birth, how we wanted to handle the education, uh, the raising of the child, the culture, the morals, the values we'd instill in them. Would we uh, bring religion into their upbringing and such? We had those kind of discussions because as two people who had already been through a divorce, um, you know, each 
each of us had been through a divorce. We wanted to get this one right. As two people who wanted their own kids and it just did not happen with the first marriage, we wanted to make sure we got this right. And so that was part of what made us click is that we really wanted the same thing. And she had a distrust of the medical industry as well, even before uh, COVID. And COVID land the high school theater production, actually. COVID for short. But uh, COVID is what's up on the big billboard in front of the uh, in front of the high school COVID the musical and so we had these discussions openly uh, because that was our biggest concern you know and so um, when we got uh, pregnant when she got pregnant we got pregnant because it was a joint effort uh, we went with exactly what we discussed and we sought out a midwifery uh, a group uh, it fluctuates between four and six ladies who run the midwifery and they focus on home birth now there are certain circumstances in which uh, in the case of, say, a breech baby that they cannot deliver at home. Some of them they do. Uh, a situation where it's uh, the baby's going to be very premature or it's uh, late by at least four weeks. You know, they have to move into hospital situations due to their liability, due to their licensing and regulations that they're under. But for the most part, they try to do everything at home and with no drugs. I mean, if you don't want the typical pharmaceutical drugs. And so we went through an interview process with four midwiferies we found the one that was right for us and so again i say uh if you're going to talk the talk walk the walk and this is how we made the moves to live one foot outside of the matrix in our own lives and so one of the other big concerns was uh vaccines you know are they going to take the baby is it going to be delivered they're going to start jabbing it with vaccines are they going to force you into situation two weeks later you have to get all these other vaccines we were in the process of doing further research on that um i'm not going to get into that on this show i'll wait until I'm able to bring one of them on to discuss this, but those were all concerns for us, and we went and addressed them with the uh, uh, right people. We got the answers. Uh, some we agreed with, some we did not, and so the midwifery was willing to work with us on, uh, you know, on our birthing plan and and our. Uh, our upbringing plan for our child and so we went with them and that's how we stepped outside of the hospital system now they were a hundred percent up front at all times through this process on informed consent they let you know even before you give them a dollar at what point they're going to have to use pharmaceuticals at what point they're going to have to transfer to the hospital what happens when they transfer to the hospital how they continue to manage it once you get in there uh, if it gets forced into CSAC which the hospitals try to do a lot of times uh, what will happen in the operating room and so that I've, I've learned so much from this process the last six seven months and so today we went to a picnic that they host every year for current customers, current clients, uh, patients, I guess you would say, but you don't feel like a patient when you're there. You really feel like family. And so they host this picnic, and then there's other people who come with their babies. There were some people we met that had three, four babies delivered by them over the last six, seven years. 
So it was a beautiful, beautiful event. And it was like stepping out of the matrix into the real world today. Now, we've been going to birth classes and have developed some friends there. Uh, and then this, this event, we actually exchanged phone numbers with a number of people. It was, it was fantastic. But let me tell you a couple of things that I learned here. Okay. Number one, I will say this group of people is such a family that there were uh, people who had a baby with them that came to the picnic who then donated all these extra supplies they had different size you know diapers and organic diapers and then uh, cloth diapers very expensive snap cloth diapers everything you could imagine a birthing pool like if you're doing a water birth which we're going to be doing uh, hoses uh, baby wipes all kinds of stuff that people donated back into this little family, into this community. And so I'm always really weird about taking free stuff. And they ended up, uh, we were the only ones there actually who are current uh, patients, uh, current clients. Everyone else had already had a baby and they're like, no, take it, take it. And the next thing you know, they're like filling our car with all of this stuff that um, were things we didn't even really think of when we had the baby shower last week. And so we walked out of there with like $500 in free stuff from this community of people from this family. As we were all there, other than the midwives, we hadn't met any of these people before. And it was immediately, everyone was talking about the home birth experience and having a natural birth and um, and uh, not using drugs. And I mean, it was so great. And then there were a couple people we met who ended up having to be uh, transferred into hospital. So we got to un understand the experiences from them. So first off, it was this community of people who came together, who were like family within 10 minutes of being there, that all came together around natural life, natural birth, the magic of life itself that I've been talking about as I've been warning you about the synthetic wombs. And so it was such a touching experience. Uh, it was amazing. I mean, really, it was amazing. It was one of these things. I don't, I don't really talk about a lot of exciting stuff here. Everything we get into is sort of dark, but I will tell you, if you can ever be part of a group like this, a family like this, of people that share these experiences, that want to have natural birth, that want to do it at home, that want to do it free of drugs, that want to be out of the hospital, you know, institutional setting, I suggest you go this route. Uh, when I get back, I'll explain the cost of this for anyone who is interested because, frankly, it's been worth every penny uh, that we spent, the investment that we made in the birthing process for my wife. But really, the two of us understand that that day is about this child you're bringing into the world the day is about them it's not about mom you want to make mom comfortable you want to make mom happy you want to make mom safe but at the end of the day you're bringing this baby onto planet earth and you want to make their first day on earth their first moments on earth surrounded by love surrounded by a natural environment not beaming down with lights and doctors with masks on and scalpels and everything else in their hands. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get back, we'll delve into that a little bit more and then jump right into Dr. Charles Morgan III. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold.